Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. It's wonderful today. Everything. Everything we'll ever need, God is. Worthy to be perfect. Jesus, you are. My favorite thing Jesus, you are I take it all Jesus, you are Everything we need. 
Worthy to be free. Jesus is sweeter. We sing every single thing. Children of God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. We thank God for the close of another day, another opportunity to worship our Savior in spirit and in truth. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working very diligently on our most recent topic, simply entitled, God's Got a Better Way. He's got a better way. Whatever our little minds have tried to come up with and tried to cook up, God's way is better. And he is working diligently to get you and I to follow his better way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Capital A now outline all the people, even tax collectors. When they heard Jesus' words, even tax collectors realized that God's way was right. Luke 7, 29, Matthew 5, 46. Capital B, new life. Now, since we are new creatures, we have to be trained and instructed in a new life. Acts 5 and 20, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Capital C, once you know don't turn back. Once you know, don't turn back. Very serious warning. We're going to look tonight at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Just a little word of encouragement, word of uh, warning to the body of Christ. Peter writes to the saints, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Capital C in our outline, once you know, 
Don't turn back. Once again, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 21. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Once you know, don't turn back. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day you've allowed us to see. Thank you, Father, for protection, provisions, for your patience, your leadership, your guidance. We ask, Father, that you speak to us this evening and show us uh, deeper insights and revelations into your word. We may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. Forgive us of our sins and iniquities which we have committed against you, Father. And we ask that you lead and guide us once again in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. Again, we thank you and we glorify you and we trust that you are going to do these things for us as we touch and agree, asking in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. We look at Second uh, Peter chapter 2 deals with false teachers and their destruction and their destruction. Keep this in mind. Anything false will eventually be destroyed. Anything false, false religion, false worship, false, it will eventually be destroyed. Now, most things that are false the the connotation of false is that it's no it, it's not real it's not genuine most things that are false don't last as long as the what the original or the real thing you know i have bought false or fake rolex watches got some in my drawer right now price was much much cheaper than the real thing. Well, normally, you know, there's a reason the price is much, much cheaper. Most times false things are much, much cheaper than the original. And, and, and the main reason for that, normally they normally don't work as well. They normally don't last as long. They normally don't look as good. Well, so it is when it comes down to false religion. False religion doesn't last as long as true religion. False teachers don't last as long as true teachers. They don't work as well. False religion, it, false doctrine is not going to be something that you can build a sound lifestyle. You all constantly hear me in the introduction where sound doctrine is brought or true doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Sound doctrine or true doctrine will last. It will last throughout generations. It will last throughout time. Sound doctrine or true, true doctrine will be just as true uh, a thousand years ago as it will be a thousand years from now. That's one of the reasons why God would constantly introduce himself to various generations. I'm the God of your father Abraham, the God of your father Isaac, the God of your father. Why? Because every generation needs to meet the true and living God that he may impact them and impart them righteousness. One of the fruit or one of the, the main things that will be produced out of true religion or sound doctrine will be righteousness. Now, in Second Peter, now, what, what, what Peter wants us to understand 
It's just like there has always been sound doctrine. Way back in the Garden of Eden, there was sound doctrine. What was the sound doctrine? Do not what? Eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. That was the sound doctrine in the garden. The false doctrine was, go ahead on, Adam, you can eat, and everything will be a-okay. There was sound doctrine, there was false doctrine way back in the garden. There was sound doctrine, God says, and there was false doctrine in heaven when, when Satan kicked off the war. Sound doctrine was, look, all the, all the 66 or the two-thirds of the angels said, look, we better keep on following God up here and doing what God say. The false doctrine was, look, the adversary got a whole crew. Look, we can rebel against God, and everything will be okay. God had to kick him out, a third of the angels. So ever since Satan kicked off the war, you know, there, now, there was false doctrine before Satan kicked off the war. It was just that nobody had tried it yet. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to encourage us to do? Just because something is out there, that don't mean you need to try it. A whole lot of drugs out there that'll kill you the first time you use it. See, a whole lot of activities out there that'll kill you the first time you try it. Just because it's out there don't mean you need to try it. Part of what uh, we're talking about, God's got a better way. Part of what God will teach us is how to say no to stuff that we don't need to be involved in. That's one of the main things that that God will teach His children what to say no to. Good parents in the natural, they teach their children what to say no to. What what do parents often teach their children? Look, don't take don't take candy from strangers. Don't be riding home with strangers. Don't be, you know, all kind of little teachings that parents pass on. Why? Because they want to teach their children what to say no to. Look, somebody pull up to you with a with a uh, pull up to you and got some candy. And they want you to get in the car. Don't you get in the car. Don't take the temptation. Don't don't go for it. Well, God teaches us how to say no to ungodliness, how to say no to unrighteousness, how to say no to false doctrine, false teachers, false prophets, false, how to say no. Peter says that in talking about false teachers, he says in verse 17, these men are spring without water. Now, the purpose of a spring is to have water. In other words, what Peter is saying is, is these men, uh, uh, they don't have any soul-satisfying truth. They're not saying anything that will satisfy your soul. When individuals that are speaking the words of the true and living God, they're going to have words that will satisfy your soul, words that will answer your questions in life, words that will show you how to make your marriage better, words that will show you how to make your relationship. They will have words from God that will improve your life. Now, Peter said these men are springs without water, a mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness, or hell, is reserved for them. For they mouth empty, boastful words, and watch this now, by appealing to the lustful desires of human nature. In other words, they, they, they appeal to your flesh. False teachers throughout have always appealed to individuals' flesh. In other words, what the people want to do. Never mind what God has said, do you? Think about 
Korah, uh, uh, Dathan, Abiram, On, and certain Israelite leaders who tried to get the people to go back to, to choose leaders, and Moses shouldn't be the leader, the whole assembly, anybody can lead, anybody can lead, and God opened up the ground. Open up the ground, swallow them up, their little ones, their houses, everything. Why? Because God has got ordained leadership. In the church, there is ordained leadership, and then there's not, there's unordained leadership. So what these, one of the first marks of a false teacher, false prophet, is they, they appealing to the flesh. True prophets, true teachers, true apostles will appeal to your spirit. Will 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 deliver words that will that will be in line with what the spirit of God knows is right on the inside of you. Might not be popular, might not everybody might not want to hear it. Everybody not, not but the true prophets, true prophets, they will speak words. We we talked earlier about how all the people, even tax collectors, knew the words that Jesus was speaking were right. People that were were committing some of the most heinous of sins, tax collectors. Prostitutes, they were, but in their, in deep down, in their hearts, they knew what Jesus was saying was right. Just because a person is doing wrong, that don't mean they don't know what's right. You think a thief don't know that stealing is wrong? Why do you think he put a mask on? Why do you think he try to come when you ain't around? Because he know. He's just doing it anyway. Why do you think a thief, why do you think most times people start looking around before they do something? That's a cue. They know what they're doing is wrong. Just because a person is doing wrong, you think Satan don't know that he's wrong? You think those third of the angels who have now been booted out of heaven, you think they don't know that they are wrong? Yeah, they're wrong, but what, you know, what, what, what can he do? So don't always think that because an individual is doing wrong that they don't know that they're wrong. These individuals appeal to the lustful desires of sinful human nature. They entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves to depravity. Depravity is just doing whatever Basically, demonic spirits are, are, are leading and, and guiding you to do. The prey mind, a mind with God's hand is not even, not even on it, not even directing it. Well, with all of that being said, we're going to come on down. Let's come on down. Now, he says, it would have been better for them. Now, now, we're still talking about once you know, don't turn back. See, God is not trying to get you to do less of what you know. He's trying to get you to do more of what you know. When you go to the gas station, you're not trying to pull up to the pump so you can put less gas in your car. Come on now. What kind of gas station is that? Suppose, suppose I had a gas station. Yeah, service station. When you pulled up to the, to the tank, and I, I mean, I've seen something similar to this in some of the countries I've been in. It's the, you know, and, and you pull up to, the, to, to my gas pump, and you put my gas pump in your car, instead of it pumping more gas in, it suck out. You will get up there and be like, I want five gallons. And instead of, instead of me giving you five gallons, I suck out five gallons and charge you for five gallons. You all wouldn't be coming to my gas station what? Long. One of the things said anymore with that kind of foolishness. Why? 
because when you go to a gas station, you are expecting to 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 be replenished or to be refilled. Or they take the gas out. Yeah, yeah. They suck it out. Suck it out. All right. Let us finish our message here. So it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. So God's love. I'm trying to add to your righteousness, not see you and the devil take away from your righteousness. Suppose you went to a grocery store, you know, going in there, gather all the food that you want to purchase, and manager come running out, take that and send some people to your house to gather up whatever whatever food stuff you got in the house. You'd be like, what is this all about? Why? Because that's not my goal. My goal is to add to what I have. Most of us want to add to. In most things, we want to add, most of us want to add to our, our, our knowledge, add to our wisdom, add to, if you have any sense, add to our understanding, add to our congregations, add to, add to. It's the devil who comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. See? So when you see individuals who have known the way of righteousness and then for them to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them, you need to know the devil has gotten in. God doesn't do that. Paul told the Galatian saints, he said, you were running a good race who cut in on you. Paul said, you were doing just like God wanted you to do. Now, you need to recognize who cut in on you. And then he said, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. In other words, God is not cutting in on himself. God is not trying to get you to do right and trying to get you to do wrong at the same time. Understand that there's always an outside entity. No matter how righteous we are, no matter how righteous we try to be, no matter how much of God... There's an outside entity that is trying to get you and I to do just the opposite of what we should be. The Bible says it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. God said, look, if you don't know righteousness and you do some crazy stuff, God said, I'll beat you with a few blows. But when you know the way of righteousness and now you're going to turn your back on the sacred command, whatever the sacred command is that you know that God has given to you, and we're and we going to go against that, God's saying it's better for us if we had not known that. And see, this is why, you know, to whom much is given, much is what? Expected or demanded. This is one of the reasons why a lot of people ain't trying to hear no whole lot from God because they know that increases their accountability. But that's, that's, that's the essence of stupidity and ignorance. No, we want to know as much from, from God. We want to be more accountable. Because we want to get better. We want to be better. And when you get better and when you are better, you are, you are held to a higher level of accountability. I'd rather God tell me a hundred things and I only get 80 of them right than for God to only tell me three things and I don't get but one of them right. No, Lord, give me more and more and more. Hold me more and more accountable. More and more, that's the only way we can get to perfection. 
You can't get to perfection being lazy. You can't get to perfection being ignorant. You can't get to perfection being stupid. You can't be, get to perfection being, you can't get there like that. God said, look, know the way of righteousness. What is God's will? God's will is not on, see, what this is showing us, this is showing us half of God's will and another half of foolishness. God don't want half and half. What's the half and half? Knowing the way of righteousness and then turning our backs on the sacred command. Knowing the way of righteousness is half of God's will. Turning our backs on the sacred command is the foolishness. God don't want you half and half. God said, I don't want you lukewarm. God said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. God said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you know the way of righteousness, then God be saying, look, do the way of righteousness. Don't know the way of righteousness and then turn your back on the sacred command. God said, it would have been better for you not to have known in the first place. It would have been better for you not to even know that than to know that and then jump right out and do something contrary. We're about done, children of God. Let us live up, the Bible says, to what we have already obtained. Let's do what we know. And let's, and let's know more so we can do more. It would have been better for them not to have known it than to have turned their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. And Because here's what it looks like to God. One of them, the proverb, of them, the proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit. And a sow that is washed goes back to her wallowing in mud. Well, what have you got here? Look at these two animals that you got. You got a dog, which is constantly used in many places in scriptures to refer to evil or unclean individuals. But then you got a sow, which was a huge unclean animal. Jews couldn't even be, Orthodox Jews couldn't even be eating on no pig and eating on no sow. So you got two animals here that are, that are, throughout scriptures, used to represent not too positive uh, things or groups of people. A dog. All right, now what, is, what do we look at? When we look at this proverb here, a dog returns to its vomit. Well, why? Because that's part of a dog's nature. For whatever reasons, your dog will throw a vomit and then lick it right back up. Disgusting to us. Well, dogs, dogs do a lot of things that be disgusting to us. You know, I don't, I don't play around with dogs. I think I was sharing that with one of the, one of the saints uh, 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 not too long ago. I don't, I don't play around with dogs. I don't like dogs to be doing. I remember I went with a friend of mine. He did one of his, one of his uh, houses somewhere, one of his fiancé's houses. They had a dog in there. You know, the dog was running around, wanted to sniff my leg. I was like, nah, get him out of here. Get him away from me. Because when I was a real young boy, friend of mine, the dog came up to me. I was on my bicycle, getting ready to go home. Dog came up, sniffed my leg like he was just sniffing my leg, and then hauled off and bit me right in the leg. So, no, nah, don't come up. Don't, don't, uh-uh. Let, and see, dogs don't like that because that's how they kind of, that's kind of how they feel like they get to know you and they can feel comfortable with you. No, nah, don't, don't be sniffing me. So this dog at my friend's house, when I wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him sniff me, I kept moving, get him back, get him, get him back. He got upset, and I was upset, too. It was, it was, it was getting ready to get ugly in there. No, you ain't going to sniff my leg. No, move away. Friend had to get him out of the house or get me out one because we're getting ready to get ugly in there. A dog. Dogs do a whole lot of things. That's why I be, I mean, you know, watching, you know, a lot of our white brothers and sisters on TV. A lot of them be into this kind of stuff. Dog licking you on the face. 
dog licked and smelled from one another's hind part, my brothers and sisters. Y'all need to cut that mess out. I don't know where y'all get that from. I don't know where y'all get that from, dog licking y'all in the face like that's cute. That ain't cute. Dogs lick their own hind part. I don't know where y'all get that from. You don't see too many black folks. You know, sometimes I got to get on my black brothers and sisters. But my white brothers and sisters, y'all be doing some stuff too. I be like, hey, hey, no dog licking me in my face. I don't even want, listen, I don't even want you licking me in the face. My brother and my sister in the face. Oh, apostle, come here. Let me lick you right across the face. No, let alone a dog who I just made seen licking his own hind part. Some things need to be said, children of God. So we got a dog. Dog, look at look at what the Bible said. Dog lick his own vomit up. And you got that licking you in the face? Dog lick his own vomit up. Dog lick his hind part. Dog lick his wound. Dog lick his private part. And you got that licking you in the face for what? That's the question my Nigerian brothers and sisters be asking. For what? So we got a dog. His nature. He do some things that are disgusting to us. Licking up vomit, disgusting. Let me haul off and get sick and vomit and then haul right off and lick it up. Y'all, none of you all going to think that's cute. Let me haul off, be turned right around, and lick my own hind part. Y'all not going to think that's cute at all. What in the world are you doing letting a dog lick you in the face? Break it up. Break it up. Cut it out. Come on. <laughs> a dog returns to his vomit. Watch it. And a sow that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. Well, why? What are we dealing with here? We're dealing with natures that have not been changed. And that, and see, what God wants us to understand is our sinful nature has not been changed. That's not what the scripture talks about. That's why the scripture speaks about us crucifying it or killing it because our sinful nature don't get changed. But what God is saying is, look, I've given you my Holy Spirit. I've given you my spirit so that you can crucify it, so that you can put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. You don't have to listen to that crazy nature with the Holy Spirit in you. Without the Holy Spirit in you, you've got to listen to that nature. Just as a dog listens to his base nature, just as a sow. Sow sees some mud. Look, you can spend all the time you want cleaning it up and, and shining it up and, and, and uh, 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 ironing a bowl to put around it and do all the kind of stuff you want and turn him loose, let him see some mud if you want to. All that time, energy, and effort that you have put in it. And see, that's, that's, that's one of the tests. That's be one of the tests in Christianity. Because a lot of times, you know, people can't put on a, 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 a show for so long. They get tired. They get tired. You know, you don't you don't see uh, them actors in Hollywood. You know, maybe they playing the, the part of a policeman on the set. You know, once they go home, they 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 you know what that look like. You know, I'm an actor. I'm playing a policeman on the TV show. I'm come home, still got my police officer uniform on, or I'm out pulling people over on the side of the road. Some you know something's wrong with him. Why? You want to get out of your costume, and you want to be yourself. That's why a dog said, look, man, you know, I know y'all looking at me, but uh, this vomit, I ain't got no problem licking it up. Dog said, I'm just nasty like that. 
Sal said, look, man, I ain't got nothing to do with all that time you done spent cleaning me up and, and dusting me off and doing all kind of different things. Let me see some mud. And that's what I'm going to get in. And what this, this parable is used to describe false teachers and false prophets and, and individuals who, who, who are not uh, allowing or even trying to allow the Holy Spirit to change that or to, 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 to give them power over that old sinful nature. Everyone who, who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That's that's part of that's part of our responsibility. We talking about God's got a better way. Well, God's got a better way than than wickedness for us. It's called righteousness. Even though we're not perfect, that's the way we want to be turning. Even though we haven't gotten every dotted every i and crossed every t, that's where we're trying to get to. That's where we're going. We're aiming for perfection. No, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh man, we still be some craziness that we be thinking, craziness we be saying, craziness we be doing. But understand that we coming out of that. Because we've got to be like Jesus at the end of the day. We've been predestined, foreordained to be conformed into the likeness of God's only begotten Son. So chalk that up, our weaknesses, our shortcomings and flaws, chalk that up to that part of us which we're going to come out of as we keep walking by faith and walking with the Spirit. God's got a better way. God's got a better way than licking up vomit. God's got a better way than wallowing in mud. This is symbolic of both of these. Both of these now. Now, mm, the Lord. I'm just the Lord is just dealing with me on this, and I've been I've been reading this here about a good forty years, thirty forty years. The dog that licks up his own vomit is going back to that which came out of him, that should have stayed out of him. All right, the vomit was on the where inside of the dog. It came out of the dog. It should have what stayed out. All right, now the sow going back to the mud is symbolic of where what the sow was in but was brought out and needs to stay out. So you say, Apostle, what's driving that? There are some things that were in us that have come out of us, God saying, leave it out of you. Then there are some things that we was in that God brought us out of that God is saying, stay out of. Huh? Is anybody understanding what the Holy Ghost is saying? The vomit was where? In the dog. Came out. The pig was where? In the mud. The pig was inside the mud. All right? But it was brought out. The pig was brought out of the mud. The vomit was brought out of the dog. So there's some states, there's some things in us that have come out. God is saying, look, leave that out. They leave that out of you. I done brought that out of you. Then there's some stuff that we was in that God has brought us out of that God is saying, look, don't you go back and get into that. Getting into mud is what you go get yourself into. Vomit is, is the mess. So the mud is the mess on the outside of us. The vomit is the mess on the what? Inside of us, and God wants us to, to be free of both. Oh, that's powerful. Huh? That's powerful. So God said, look, Robert, you've got to be able to recognize the vomit and the mud in your life. Mm. The vomit is that mess in us that, that when it come out, leave it out. 
And the mud is symbolic of that mess we was in, that when God bring us out, he's telling us, stay out of it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I never, never seen that before. So what we see is there's, there's mess inside of us and there's mess outside of us that God wants us free from. Well said. Well said. That God wants us free from. God's got a better way. God's got a better way than a bunch of mess being in us and then it come out of us and we go back to it. And God's got a better way than us being involved in a bunch of mess that he bring us out of and then we go back to it. You was real, real jealous before you met the Lord and now you okay. Well, something come up and you, you, you go back to being jealous. That's your what? That's, that's like the what? Uh-uh. Well, uh, well, I was I was thinking the jealousy was inside of you prior to your salvation. Now you get saved and you ain't you ain't jealous no more. But then that's more like the vomit because that came up out of you. Well, then now here's another example. You you know before you were saved, you was in the club all the time. Then once you got saved, God bring you out of the, out of the club, and now all of a sudden you want to now all of a sudden something come up, you want to go back to the club, or you was real real selfish, real real greedy. You know, and before you were saved, then you come into salvation, you get real, real generous, you're real, real willing to share, but then something come up and you're right ready to slip right back into that greed and that selfishness. Vomit and mud. Vomit and mud. Child of God, I encourage you under the sound of my voice, let the Spirit of God show you your what? Your vomit. And your mother, Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, Father, you've done it again. We give you glory, honor, and praise. There's no way we could think this up. There's no way we could cook this up. But rather, Father, you have given it to us by divine revelation. Just as you told us that no prophecy of Scripture has come about by the prophet's own interpretation, but they were carried along as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for these revelations, these insights into your word, which have uh, added to our knowledge, added to our understanding, and we are praying that it would also add to our wisdom. We give you glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray. Question one, it should be a good one. All right, what is God not telling us to do at the same time? Number two, what's the difference between, give me some differences between false and real stuff. Give me some differences between false and real stuff. And number three, explain the difference between our, our uh, vomit and our mud. Explain the difference between our vomit and our mud. And you can reach us through email at thechristiansarchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.archurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724 444 7444. Enter ID 17959. 
on Spreecast, typing Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Sarah Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. I bless you. Heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.